Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, it's Bucks at Atlanta. Big NFC tilt. And this one, and we'll get into this in just a minute, is the, the entire season on the line. For the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's how big it is. No hyperbole. That is exactly what's at stake here. It's their season because the Atlanta Falcons already have a win over the Bucs. If they were able to sweep them, they would have a two-game lead. But in reality, it's a three-game lead because of the head-to-head is the first tiebreaker. And the Bucs would have only four games to make up three in that division. Impossible. They, it is a must-win game. We'll break it down here absolutely uh, in, in just a minute. And as well as um, Tampa Bay Lightning lost. So, you know, not exactly a, a bad effort against Nashville, but uh, we'll discuss that as well. And Chris Godwin, let's start there to begin with because, you know, there's been a lot of back and forth. Obviously, his wife Mariah has been on social media pushing back on what Todd Bowles said last Monday about the reason why Chris Godwin only had zero catches and three targets in the game uh, last Sunday. And essentially, I think Todd Bowles, in my mind, was trying to take some of the blame off of Chris by saying, well, he was injured, he's been pretty nicked up, he was in and out of the lineup. In reality, he played as many snaps as he always does. And so his wife, Mariah, took offense to that. And... She posted some things on social media, not one, but two days. And so that's become the big story, right, around Tampa Bay with them heading up to Atlanta is what's the situation between Chris Godwin, Dave Canales, um, you know, certainly Todd Bowles, and for that matter, Baker Mayfield. Like, why is this guy, how did he get no targets in a, or three targets but no catches in a game? He did have a touchdown, a rushing touchdown. How did this happen? And this all went back to Monday when Todd Bowles sort of misspoke, if you will. And I think what he was trying to do is take the pressure, you know, sort of off Chris Godwin by saying, well, you know, he's pretty nicked up. He was in and out of the lineup all day. When in reality, he played as many snaps as he always does. And so Mariah took offense to that. And her thing was how he busts his ass, uh, you know, injured as he may or may not be, trying to get himself prepared to play each week. And she felt like the Bucks were creating a narrative, you know, that, that he wasn't ready. And somehow, you know, not that he was jaking it, but just like it was his fault for being injured. Her first post a couple of days ago was, I'm not sure why we are just, quote, blatantly lying here. So she accused the Bucks of lying about Chris Godwin's uh, condition. And she just went on to say that, you know, regardless how banged up he is, you know, Chris continues to work 
his ass off. He hasn't missed a game. He can runs great routes, you know, gets open, all that stuff. And I don't know why things are the way they are. Um, this isn't my team to coach, but this lying to Chris and implying negativity on his work ethic is infuriating. And, you know, he's not like uh, he's been subbed out much more or any of that stuff. So she was really backing him in terms of like what his play count was, what his effort has been. And that created the firestorm, right? Mariah's post. And it was kind of out there for, you know, most of the day. And then the next day she had another post saying, I understand that and I'm not surprised that people misinterpreted what I was saying. But in general, you know, she didn't back down. She pretty much said, you know what, um, Chris needs some targets. You can't come out of a game with zero. And so a couple things. One, people are like, why is his wife talking? <laughs> like, what is the deal? And I would just say this. If you know Chris Godwin and know the history between these two, um, he was at high school, okay? And she is the daughter of his high school coach, so imagine the trust that must have been back and forth when your high school coach is going to allow you to, you know, date his daughter and eventually marry her. But they are team Godwin. Like everything they do is together, you know, from a corporate stand- situation, uh, you know, community service. He's up for the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award for the Bucks. So there's a lot of closeness there. You know, I had somebody ask me, Steve, like, well, you wouldn't let your wife go on the internet. Well, no, but then she hasn't been the one that's nursed me back to health. I think people, and again, whether she wants to go on the internet or he wanted her to go or whatever, that's up to them. But I think people mis- misunderstand sometimes like what these guys go through and how, think about Chris with the, the two torn knee ligaments and he's had shoulder issues and he's had a broken hand and on and on and you go. Like, I remember, and you remember this too, Steve, Giselle Bunchen made a comment about Tom Brady because somebody didn't catch a pass in a Super Bowl, Edelman or somebody, and she was like, what do you want him to do, throw it and catch it? I don't have a problem with this. Like, it's not the norm, but I understand sort of what this couple is about. Well, it's look, probably more than the player themselves, the family members hear everything else. And, and catch more of the heat than than players do. To be honest, players are, mm-hmm. are in the moment and, and so, so consumed with stuff. It's the family that's hearing from friends and and probably on the internet more, etc. Um, it's natural to want to defend your family. Um, it doesn't mean you should do it, and and maybe it causes more headaches for you. Right, but, but I think she's out there trying to defend Chris, and you know what? He's got one year left on his deal. Yep. And, you know, you know they're going to be looking for another contract in a year. Mm-hmm. A very good chance there's going to be a new coaching staff here next year and new quarterback. Yep. And, you know, you want to make sure that you've got the best opportunities to protect you and your family and, and right. your team too. But, you know, if you feel like the coach is attacking you or or – saying things that aren't true about you. I, I get the, the nature to want to defend yourself. And like I said, it's maybe not always the smartest thing to do, but it's the it's the natural reaction. Yeah. You're going to scratch where it itches, and, and, and that's the whole thing, right? So 
Um, you know, we had a chance to talk to Godwin about sort of what Todd Bowles had said and other things, and he said, look, I don't think that disrespected is the right term. I, I think it's tough because, you know, obviously it was tough getting through the game and they will all go through things physically, um, you know, but when you put everything on the line for your team, as he said he did, you know, you want to go out there and contribute, but it just didn't happen the way they had hoped it would. And it's one of those things you have to live with. Um, but he said that he doesn't think Coach Bowles had any malice um, sort of in his statement whatsoever. And Chris really took the high road here. Like he, you know, although he didn't enjoy, you know, some of the, the pushback the other way, um, he made it sound like, you know, he understood it. And it, it's been, you know, I, I will say this. About Chris Godwin, I think people are missing the bigger picture. And sometimes you have to take a couple steps back and say, okay, what are they doing this year? It's Baker Mayfield, his first season, and yeah, first-time coordinator and all that stuff. That's all, that's all relevant in my mind, right? But remember, Chris Godwin is not the Chris Godwin of a few years ago. This dude blew out his ACL, blew out his, uh, I think it was MCL or PCL, I'm not sure which, had a couple of torn knee ligaments in that 9 to nothing loss against the Saints. And for him just to get back on the football field, let alone at the opener last year at Dallas, is remarkable. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. And, you know, for, for Todd Bowles to suggest after all this time that, well, we were subbing him in and out and, you know, he's a little nicked up. Well, he is nicked up, but you weren't subbing him. And that's the part that bothers, I think, bothers Chris of that entire statement is that you made it sound like I was a part-time player, and I'm not, and I never have been. And I want to be up there, you know, where the action is and so on. So that, I think, is what I think is what Mariah was referring to. Um, and Bowles misspoke when he said we were subbing him out. Obviously, he's a little nicked up, um, so he's not, you know, totally 100%. And, you know, nobody is, but he's probably banged up more than most. That's what Todd Bowles was able to say about him earlier this week. And I just think, look, it's a, it's, it's a very touchy subject for a lot of reasons. Um, but by the same token, I don't think, and, and Godwin said this, I don't think that Todd Bowles meant any malice to it. I don't think he expected this to be sort of this, you know, situation that would then involve his wife, et cetera. So in time, I think this is going to pass. But the the larger story here kind of is why. You know, why does a guy like Chris Godwin not feel like he's put in position to contribute more? And and that's going to be something that Dave Canales has to figure out really quickly. But, um, well, know, I look, wonder, Chris, did, did, did Todd Bowles misspeak? Yes, or absolutely he did. Or, because he's not the offensive coach, he's the defensive coordinator, does he thought that they were subbing out Chris Godwin and doesn't even realize they had, you know? Possible. And, and I don't mean, like, he's neglecting anything, but... No, it's possible. You know, he knows he's dinged up. 
Yeah. He, he's seeing he's got no targets. Well, he's probably not playing as much. Right. And, and not realizing he is out there all the time. Mm hmm. Like, you know, like you said, I don't think there was malice in what he was saying. I don't think he was meaning to stir anything up. But did he did he just assume that knowing Godwin is dinged up that we're we are subbing him out some right. and didn't even realize that they're not really. You know, and that's where the blatant lie part comes. Right. Yeah, and I, you know, all that's possible. I I Look, I the bigger picture here is this, okay? And people don't want to really deal with it, but this is what it is. Remember, they began the year by moving Chris Godwin to another position, okay? Mm-hmm. Is he a receiver? Yeah, he's a receiver. And people tend to go, well, he's a receiver. But there's different receiver positions along that, right? And one of the things they wanted to do with Chris was move him outside the boundary, move him outside, you know, get him out of the slot where he had played most of his career and, you know, get him outside to where he has the boundary, the, the you know, the out of bounds to run to if he needs to. Um, it sounded, you know, like a really good idea. But it hasn't in, in its actual practice, it hasn't been good. Okay. Um, I think, Chris, this is my opinion, watching film and, and, and sort of what the rankings are and things, I think he slowed down significantly. I don't think, and I don't mean in terms of straightaway speed because a lot of guys can run straight away. You know, in the NFL and football in general, if you're a receiver, the way you get open is by stopping quickly and changing direction. You know, you sell a certain route or you change direction, whatever that is. And I think that's the part that Chris has struggled with since his ACL injury. He doesn't look he doesn't look the same with me. Now that's not to say he's not productive. He's had eighty something catches for goodness sake. You know, no one's ignoring um him in that situation. But um he's not the same player. And they've moved him outside to protect him, but you don't have a two way go and you're a little restricted in terms of routes you can run. So the ball's not finding him. Oh, and this too. Because of his injuries, the the average you know, separation is not really great. Um, you know, with Chris, you got to kind of trust that he's going to win and you throw it in there under tight circumstances and that's how he got his first touchdown. Um, but, you know, he's not, he's just not the same guy um, that he was, you know, pre-injury and nobody is. So you have to account for that somehow. And I think people... Just say, well, he's a receiver. He should catch X number of balls, and he has caught a lot of balls, um, and and with with way fewer passing attempts, you know. And yet he's still sort of you know in there, but this is this is just where Chris is as a receiver. This is what this is about. He's not he's not and has not been the guy up a couple years ago, and you know pre pre knee injury. Um, he's a warrior. He does, you know, he's, he's busted his hump to get back, but there's a reason they moved him outside and not to mention, but you know, and I heard some people say this, like, well, Baker, it's Baker Mayfield's fault. He's not throwing on the ball. <laughs> Come on, man. Like Baker Mayfield's going to go through his progressions. And if somebody's more open than not, that's where the ball is going, you know? So it's a lot to unpack there, but I think, you know, the bigger picture is, 
that Chris Godwin um, is not that guy that we remember from, you know, pre-MCL-ACL injury. Like, it's a factor. And you can't just ignore that, you know. He's still getting 80-something to target. He's still very productive. They're still they, – all year long, Dave Canales has said we got to find him, but they haven't found him. And now this is a big deal. I think it's going to blow over. Um, you know, we, we obviously talked to Chris. Uh, he doesn't think there's any animosity between him and the Bucks, and that's probably the end of it, although Todd Bowles will talk today after his practice and, you know, in preparation for the game against Atlanta. So I'll have a chance to talk to him. But this too shall pass. Um, but it's been kind of an unnecessary error in some respects, you know, like – and again, it was, I think, because Todd Bowles was not wanting to sort of, you know, dump on the fact that Chris had zero catches and three targets in the last game against Atlanta. I think he was trying to make some excuses or at least block and bridge so that, you know, the topic would go somewhere else. But it wasn't well received. And I don't I don't think it's going to affect either side going forward. I mean, they have to win today and they both know it and they have to have good film. Um, but it's, it just, it feels Steve like an unforced error. Like this did not have to go this direction because the head coach misspoke on a Monday. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, it's way too much. Yeah. It's a distraction. You don't want this week. Mm -mm. Um, and you know, in the locker room, this may have already blown over for all we know. And it's nothing at this point. Mm-hmm. But there's no guarantee of that. Nope. And, you know, if one player thinks the coach or one family thinks the coach is lying about things, do others start thinking that or it's a great point. wondering that? I mean, that those are the things, you know, and when your team isn't performing as well as you'd like, those things can manifest itself and, and become bigger than they need to be. Heck, yeah. You know, don't know that's happening, but and, – and like I said, I don't think – Todd Bowles intentionally misspoke. No. You know, that's not his character Mm-mm. at all. But it's an unfortunate thing that happened this week. And, and you know, if the Bucks don't win on Sunday, oh, it may become yeah. bigger. I agree. because and, and so we'll get into that here in just a second. How big is this game? The biggest game that Todd Bowles has ever coached. That's how big it is. So we'll talk about that in just a minute. I want to to tell you guys that for the past 14 years, the skilled pros of Man Electric Solar, they've been installing solar energy systems all through the state of Florida. They provide the most reliable solar equipment, the best installation methods and service, and while helping homeowners and lower their energy costs with the environmentally friendly investment, Man Electric Solar uses their own skilled employees, never some contractors, and they've always offered the safest and most reliable equipment. Well, now... May Electric Solar offers a 30-year, no-cost equipment replacement and labor warranty. This means for 30 years, May Electric Solar, backed by Solar Insurer, means that your roof, your electrical, and equipment replacement is covered. And Solar Insurer also survives May Electric. Solar is owned by the homeowner, so there's no deductibles, no additional fees, and this policy will transfer to the new homeowner with no fee. This is not a blanket insurance policy. In fact, only the best companies are allowed to be part of this program. May Electric Solar's reputation in history of workmanship has earned this membership. 
To learn more about May Electric Solar's installation and their 30-year warranty, call 727-819-2862 or visit mayelectricsolar.com. So, okay, this game in Atlanta on Sunday at 1 p.m., let's not sugarcoat this. This is the season for the Bucks. Not if they win. If they win, they extend it. They're tied for first place. It's going to be, you know, down to the and down the stretch they come, as they say in the Kentucky Derby. But if you lose this game, if you're the Buccaneers and you lose this game, you're in a world of hurt because you would have been swept by the Falcons, okay? And that means they have the tiebreaker. And that means not only are you two games behind that you have to make up, but you're really three games behind if you were to tie them in first place. So the math, and I'm not good at math, it just doesn't work. There's going to be some round-robin, you know, Sundays here, you know, in the NFC South. But I just don't know that all those things will happen if you lose this game. And so for that reason, I I think the players and the coaches sense the urgency. I think they understand it. But this is this is really it for their season. You know, with just, you know, four or so games to play, I don't think they can come back from another loss. So that's how big this game is. Like it's this is why you play in the NFL. You want to play meaningful games after Thanksgiving, and this is how meaningful they get. We remember the Super Bowl run and all of that. Um so yeah, it's it's big. It, it it is big, and no one is sugarcoating it. Everybody understands it. It it goes without saying. Um, they probably should have won the first game against Atlanta at home. But remember, Atlanta fumbled the ball twice inside the one yard line, or it could have been even a bigger blowout. So, this is a good football team, and you cannot you cannot leave this building on on Sunday without a W the rest of the season. And you're talking about, okay, you lose and now the coach is under fire and the staff is under fire and, and there's nothing good about it after this week. Uh, you know, if you're the bucks, unless you're able to win. So I think they're focused. Um, I think they were probably gave that game away a little bit. The last time they played them in, in, in Tampa. Um, and I'm, I really this this will be this will be it, right? Like what what do they have behind the starters? Who's who's going to step up? These are huge games. This is the biggest game because it's the next one, but it's also it has so many. You know, even the Saints would be back in it if the Bucks were to win. Like it's it's going to be a round robin tournament, all that stuff. So that's how big it is, and I don't. I don't think the Bucks are sugarcoating. I think they understand, and they've told their team, and as much as you try to focus on the task at hand, not, not look ahead. Not, Todd Bowles came out a number of days ago and said, hey, guys, we're seven days to first place, and you know what? That's where they're at. They just they, they are right there. Um, so I, I give them a chance. I, I don't know exactly, you know, what's going to happen once you get into this game. Um, Atlanta has had their number in Tampa Bay. They run the ball. They're very physical. It's a team that is tough to play. Their defense has been a top 10, sometimes top five defense. I don't think Desmond Ritter is particularly good. 
I think if you keep him in third and manageable, he's probably very good. And the Bucks are going to have to bring it. I mean, this is their season on the line. There's no question about it. And and it, when we say that, because we say that a lot, this time we mean it. This time, I don't think they come back and make the postseason without this victory in Atlanta. It just doesn't seem like the math is going to work to me. And I, I think they all understand that as well. Mm-hmm. And Desmond Ritter's got a, an, an additional weapon this time that he didn't have last time, and that's Bijan Robinson. I mean, that's huge, right? Rarely played. He was apparently ill or hurt, and they didn't put in the injury report. But remember, he didn't play till late in the game. That's right. You know, and he's now kind of their, their running back RB1 at this point. So, yep. you know, that's a different, you know, thing they have to help Desmond Ritter. Yep. As far as that goes. So, you know, the Bucks now have to pay, pay attention to him as well as everything else. So, yeah, they're going to be stressed on defense. And, you know, from that standpoint, it looks like they'll get Levante David back. Mm-hmm. Looks like Devin White is out. And, you know, Servatier Dennis, you know, who played in a pinch, but then, you know, got the flu. I talked to him a little bit on Thursday, and he said, man, I was on my back. Like, I couldn't get out of bed. I had the flu. And all I, it was all I could do would be to grab something to eat and go back to bed again. Um, so, you know, they're, they're going to be tested. They're going to be tested in the run game. And if they can shut that down, then much like with Tennessee, I, I think that they, they got a young quarterback who might drop his eyes, watch the rush, might throw you a few interceptions. I think turnovers are going to win the day. And, you know, the Bucks they have a certain calm about them. I will say this, that, you know, sort of earlier in the year, whether you talk to an offensive player or a defensive player, they were trying everything, but they seemed a little bit unsure. I, I, I think this is a confident football team. Now, they've won two out of three, or, you know, you can say they've lost six out of eight, whatever. But I think they understand where they're at, and I think they know that they have the talent uh, to sort of out-talent the Falcons if they get that opportunity. So this will be a good one. Um, you know, division game up in Atlanta, crowd going crazy. Like, they played some great games up there. You know, I mean, we talked about Chris Godwin. He set a club record with, like, 15 catches one day, you know, just going up and down the field. So there's a lot of good memories, and this will decide it. Like if we're talking next week, Steve, it will. If they lose, it will not be about anything except, hey, are they going to start Kyle Trask? Hey, what do you think they should do about this player as a free agent? And that's just the NFL, you know. That's that's how fast it goes. So this one's big, and and no one's sugarcoating it, which I like, is that they they all admit no, you know, like this is our season, and if they're able to do it, they can extend it by a number of games. And then it could be anybody's, you know, championship. But, um, but I, I think the Bucks have the right approach. I, I think they, they're not trying to skirt the question. It's yeah, this is the biggest game of the year. We have to win, and that's sometimes that's refreshing in college. You know, in, not just in college, but in pro football and any like, you know, everybody's like, well, it, we're just focused on this week. We want to go one and up. No, 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 no. This is the one you have to win. Like. It doesn't work unless you do. And and I think from that standpoint, it's it's refreshing to see the honesty. And frankly, you know, I think they're better than Atlanta. I know Atlanta went up and down the field and they got some turnovers the Bucks did inside the one and it could have been much worse, but 
Their defense is playing better with the Falcons, but I still think that this is a talented enough Bucks team. You know, if they play well, that they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna come out on top. But they have to. You know, there's like I said, there this is it. There's no tomorrow. Whether you're talking about Baker Mayfield or or what would happen to Todd Bowles, the stories after this game will affect the rest of the franchise. There could be changes, and not necessarily right away, probably at the end of the season, but what happens in this game is going to go a long way to determining that. And I think everything is still possible right now, and that's what they're they're hanging their hat on, is that, hey, we can win the division. Hey, we can get in the postseason. Hey, after that, we'll see. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a good game, and... I, I think the Bucks are a better football team, but they've got to find a way to weather the storm and go up there and get a win. And if they do, Steve, I give them a chance. If they tie this division up um, and you've got kind of a sprint to the finish, they got Carolina twice, they got New Orleans once, I give them a really good chance, even with trips to Green Bay and home against Jacksonville, they got a really good shot at all those games, in my opinion. Yeah, Carolina just once, not twice, but... They oh, just once. I'm yeah. sorry, I said twice. Yeah, they beat them once, obviously. They had yeah. them twice, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, they've got right. to show. Although, you know, and the reason that if the Bucks lose this week is Atlanta's got Carolina. They've got New Orleans. They've got Chicago. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you need them to lose three games. Three of them, yeah. 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 You know, but it's not often what week 14 of the season, 13th game, that you have a lose and you're probably done, win and you're in first place, control your own destiny. That's true. Like you don't get that in the NFL week 13. No. And it's only true. because this division is as poor as it is and <laughs> yeah. you know only one team's going to make it out of the division. But Right. Right. I mean, I think that was the intent, you know, it used to be that the NFL schedule would come out and if teams had already clinched or were close to clinching, they would just sit everybody, you know? And so the NFL got smart and said, "Let's backload the NFL schedule to where you know, those last games in, in December really mean something. And and they do. So from that standpoint, um, looking forward to the game. It It, it is absolutely going to define their season. And if they win, it'll be their third win in four weeks. They got a little bit of momentum, and they're going to get more players back healthy. So you just don't know. You just don't know where it's going to wind up. But uh, big game. Biggest game of the season, and not just because it's the next one, but because it, in my mind, it's going to determine who wins the South. That's that's what I think. I think it's that big. It's sort of a sort of a preview to to the NFC South uh, winner. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. All right, we'll wrap it up with this. The Lightning lose, was it 4-1, to one, I think, was the final, Steve? 5-1, well, Ed Empty Netter. Oh, 5-1, Empty yep. Netter in yep. Nashville. 
Uh, I thought they had a lot of chances. They just simply couldn't bury them in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they went over on the power play, um, mm-hmm. and Nashville was had two power play goals, and that was pretty much the difference in the game. That was it. Ryan yeah. McDonough scored on a weird backhand shot. Mm-hmm. Good play by him. That right. was his first goal of the season. But uh, yeah, Lightning had chances, just uh, weren't able to capitalize on. And at some point, because I know they're worse at, on the road than they are at home, like. You talk about munching points. At some point, they're going to have to win. This road trip is brutal. I mean, they go a lot of places in a very short time, right? Yeah, so Nashville, then uh, they'll head to Seattle Saturday night, then Edmonton, uh, uh, no, Vancouver, then Edmonton, then Calgary. Good, uh, But no gracious. back-to-backs. No, so Vasilevsky, you know, probably will play the next four. Maybe you give Johansson one. Johansson yep. was in, in, in net Thursday night because it was a back-to-back. Yep. But this trip, normally you get a back-to-back in that. You don't have one. It's Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, s- Saturday. Right. So, But, you, yeah, you need to – okay, you've dropped two points on this road trip. There's ten possible points. You want to get at least six. So you've got to win right. three of the next four. Yep. You'd like to get more yep. than that, but if you can get three of the next four, you'll, be, you'll take it. Yeah, won't be easy, but they need to do it because, like I said, this is one that you know can certainly knock you down a peg. Uh, if you're not careful. So, yeah, it'll be um, – listen, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game. It's, it's you know, already been kind of an interesting season, but you get to this point in the NFL and it's going to determine a lot. And there's a lot at stake. Let's not kid ourselves. You know, Todd Bowles is somebody on a hot seat. And, um, you know, what happens to Baker Mayfield? There's a lot of questions based on what happens these next few weeks. But uh, – I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, I, I think the Bucks have the right mindset, and they got to show up and play. And they've done well against Atlanta in the past, so no reason to think they, they can't go up there and, and do it again. But if they don't, we're going to be writing stories about changes. We're going to be writing stories about Todd Bowles, et cetera. And that's when it gets weird in the NFL season because – Uh, that's not the distraction you necessarily need. All right, thanks for listening. Uh, We'll be back on Monday morning to talk about the Bucs and the Atlanta Falcons for Steve Burstick. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Times. Have a great day, everybody. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799.